0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Unpacking Organizations. My name is Shraddha, and I have Rupert Morrison with me as my co-host. Hi, everyone. Hello. And Rupert and I talk about our passion topics on these podcasts. So tune in, listen in.
1: Unpacking Organizations, the Practitioner's Podcast. Sponsored by Orgview. See tomorrow's business today.
0: Today. I actually am going to pick a topic from one of our listeners that came in, Rupert. And that question is, it actually made me pause and think about it. So let me see how you react to it, is that Are we the bad guys? Are we the bad guys of the organizations who are always coming with a cost cutting sword and chopping people off and creating craziness and chaos and ambiguity in the organization during the time that our work is on and then create a whole slew of problems afterwards? And so are we the people who create all this craziness? And people are like, should we be in org design work and world doing this work? So I know I was more dramatic than it was needed, but what do you think, Rupert?
1: Well, I I don't think you were dramatic enough. That's my first (laughs) (laughs) I, I I think there's a reputation for a reason. So people hear org design and they think ref, reduction in force, they think redundancies, They think you're going to come and destroy my job. And should I get my CV out there? So there is a reputation. It's a very, very strong one. And I think it would be silly of us not to think that isn't deserved to some extent.
0: That's what got me thinking. That was like, yeah, right. Maybe we are the bad guys.
1: So I think I would like to think, Shrata, that you and I, I mean, who thinks they're the bad guy? I would like to think we're not, but why do we think we're not the bad when clearly there is a lot of bad? Um, what gives us that, I guess, arrogance really to, to even believe that? Like how how dare we think that we are the good ones when there is clearly so much bad? And I I would say in our, our defense to this is we, advocating and trying to educate the market and literally trying to educate the world to do org design really really well and to be very thoughtful and to focus on the work and then the workforce and appreciate that doing it effectively it's about understanding the case for change and how we execute our strategy so that the organization is there to support the strategy. we, we, a big believers is that it isn't just about who reports to who and systems and the politics, and it's not just about spans and layers, and it's being really thoughtful about design and designing it all the way through to making it real. Uh, our, one of our recent podcasts was on Howip, Um and HowIP is how will it work in practice? And HowIP is really about making it tangible and real, and it's about so we can be effective at executing this organization.
0: And making it fun, like that was my takeaway. Yeah, my takeaway from how HowWhip was that, how can you actually make it, make it tangible, but while having fun?
1: Yeah.
0: I think another thing which I feel is that we need to really take care of is that it should not look like that it is only a cost-cutting for a certain layer in the organizations. Many times when we do org design, I've seen that you know the, the leaders or the senior management somehow are still there, but a lot of churn happens in the mid to lower levels of the organization. And that really takes away some of the credibility of these kind of um, exercises, because they're like, we are not fundamentally changing. We are just, as you rightly say always, that moving the chairs in the Titanic We don't see any any case for change here. It was more about uh, eye wash or optics, right, Um, to our investors or shareholders. And therefore, it just feels blah. And so I think that is another thing that if we really want to do some transformation, it needs to start from the top all the way to down. It should not just feel an eye
1: wash. Yeah, and I agree but there's also something quite fundamental why is it that if you're a bad person what makes you bad Well, one thing that makes you bad is dishonesty mm. so if you're doing something for one reason and you're saying you're doing it for another and you get found out that's a break in integrity and when you break integrity then that's bad so Absolutely. Authenticity, you
0: know, like how will you continue to do this, but have like conviction and authenticity and integrity behind it. But, but
1: Okay. So let me, let me paint the scenario for you, Shota. right? So you need to cut 20% costs. You, you, you have to do a ref and you're the org design person and you're coming in and the job is to take cost out because of why? That's the question. Okay, you need to take 20% cost out. Why is that? What is the strategic imperative for doing that? And then it's asking, if we fail in taking that cost out, what is the implication of failing? So how do we understand the case for change? And then, let's say there's a legitimate reason. Let's say you're in the retail space and lots of retailers are going, Bankrupt and you're bricks and mortar, and you just cannot afford to have all these retail outlets everywhere. So what is the alternative? We either take this action or we face administration, we face bankrupt, we face so th- there is a degree of then honesty of saying we're doing this is a REF, this is we redesigning the organization for operational efficiency now it might be it because we're losing in the market and we're being beaten on price because we're not operationally efficient enough so it's not a bankruptcy but we've got to be leaner and more efficient because we're competing on price now i would always say is there something else you can do to differentiate yourself so you're not competing on price but that that's me challenging the strategist but if you there's a legitimate reason for that, needing to take the cost out then it's It's been clear and about that reason, and getting when you're communicating the case for change, is getting people to buy into understanding that. And then the org design um, practitioner, as you move into mal- making it real, so the talent selection process, who stays making that process really fair. And, and maybe the whole talent selection process we should have a separate um, podcast on because it's a whopping a uh, topic in its own right. Um, but making that effective, making it fair. If someone's at risk of redundancy, how do you know there aren't any other roles available in the organization that they could do, right? And if they have to go, how are you treating them fairly? And actually, this is where speed is your friend. If you can go faster, you can be more generous. Um, So having your systems and process set up so that you're efficient and effective and and you're not dropping people and it's not about politics. So good design, even if it's riffing, means you're right sizing. Go back to our right sizing podcast. There is a very clear logic for why we need these kind of numbers. Because 20% is just an average. It doesn't mean 20% across the board, because that that's falls foul of one of the sins of right sizing.
0: Adding on to you, Rupert, I feel that sometimes these all these answers are there in the leader's heads, but they just think that if they know it, everybody else in the organization knows it. And I've heard it somewhere that if you don't communicate it seven times in seven different ways, it's not communication enough. And so having that kind of a communication, having more town halls, having more touch points, that is extremely important during this time, because the, to your point, that whole, reasoning of why we are doing it and authenticity of sharing that forthrightly is so important at this time and so many a times people think that this is not happening in the right way is because they have no information around it and it's so much done in closed doors and under the hood and only few people are allowed to be in that elite group of people, that it gets very, very tensed and political and everybody then start to look out for themselves.
1: Yeah. And actually the design process in its own right, like who's included, who's not, how, yeah. how it's, that the entire process is, is crucial to stopping being the bad person as well. Because if it is cloaks and daggers and if it is down to playing games of power games and people negotiating how many they can keep versus others, and people know that. And then, and also the communication, oh, I saved seven of the 10. I saved this number of roles. And as if it's like the leaders of one group has been fighting against everyone else, and look how effective they were. Or not having collective responsibility, cabinet responsibility. Sorry, I've got to get rid of 10%. It was mandated to me. I don't agree. You know, behind closed doors, it was mandated to me. Don't blame me, right? No, you're a leader. If the criteria for the change is important, then you've got to communicate that as well. This is a tough time. This is how we're going to get through it.
0: And to that point that there are some parts of the organization that may need more cost-cutting or more riffing than others. So how do we make it an enterprise decision rather than, one leader versus another leader's yeah. decision, right? So, and, and that's yeah. where
1: right sizing and the, the Fidram right. Um,
0: right. methodology the FIDRAM
1: come totally is, yeah. in, 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 into play, because you know, there is a there is a process, there is science behind it. So um, it's an interesting question. It, it, it's actually, you know, when I came up with the idea of OrgView and, and everything else, and you know we have the software that's so efficient at helping you design. One of the things that keeps me awake at night and that I'm scared about is have we made it too easy for people to do bad OD? (laughs) It's one of my That's a very
0: interesting point. Like you can just move people around and exit people out and close their positions and boom, it's done.
1: It's just done. Uh, I, I, (laughs) I mean, I've demoed this a million times. So if you want to optimize spans and layers and you want anyone who's got spans of less than seven to go and show what the organization looks like. I can literally do that in less than, less than 15 seconds. I hear you. And, and so, I totally hear you. so if I, if I turn my brain off and I just need to hit a number,
0: right. and I just
1: go with spans analysis, which let's be honest, a lot of firms just do this. This what a lot of, a lot right. of people do. They say, we need a cost saving. Here we go. Let's just anyone right. a span of less than this. Right. And I, I see the consequence of this as shadow organizations where people have people reporting to them officially who they don't even manage just so they can keep the spans up. So they create right. these unreal, untrue fake. organizations. Yeah. fake organizations, right. Because of this as a consequence of this terrible behavior. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So I, 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 I sp- Could you not, I spend a lot of time like in fear, like have have I created something that's actually making it worse? I I hope not, which is why I spend so much time trying to preach good practice and. and Right.
0: And I think it's like a, it's very interesting point, Rupert, because many a times because it is quote unquote easy, people gravitate towards doing spans and layers designing organization based on work after like highlighting the real um, design criteria design principles and then getting onto the real work and talking about the tensions and interconnections that is hard work and that takes time that takes more kind of more people into the room to talk it out and hash it out and that takes all the more Uh, tough work to facilitate those conversations to get all that ironed out and so it's easier to just go into a laptop and make changes into uh, the platform and get it all done and therefore i feel that that is also one of the reason that spans and layers have taken so much of popularity over the years is because it is easy and that's not right or design that is not how we should be doing it
1: it, it, it's it's spreadsheet strategy
0: right i've
1: got a spreadsheet model i plug some assumptions in i plug some stuff there it is i've I, it's not you know it's lazy and it's lazy thinking you know i mean m- maybe this is a what are the things that make us bad well laziness is one oversimplification is another people people love simplicity Ah, oh, let's be yes be as simple as possible but not simpler that's what einstein said Yes, You know, as simple as possible, I love that not goat. simpler. Yes, yes. And, and, and you, we owe it as practitioners to the organization, to the employees, to the people, to the shell, to all the stakeholders. We owe it to them to really do a good job because the impact of our work is so significant. And it done badly, which it often is, you know, has a horrendous impact on life. And I, I, my last kind of point, I guess, I want to make on this is I've spoken at conferences a lot and a lot of people come up to me, and I've I've written about this quite a bit in, in, in the book as well, with horror stories of the impact of bad, doing this badly. And without being too graphical, you know, I've had graphical stories of suicides and murders and just taught, I mean, but not just once from one person or two people, time and time again because i you know one of the things i, I talk about particularly when, when i'm on stage but you know now as well you know is each box is you know it's a person it's a human being it's a father it's a mother it's a brother and it's a family and the a lot of one's ego is tied up in our work and our job and you know if you're riffing them it's so easy to do in a spreadsheet or or in a platform like orvi you know it's so easy and it's just to stop and pause and to think. And have we done a really good job? And are we sure? Because the consequence of what we're doing is actually really significant. And if we don't think about that and we don't soul search and really test ourselves and check one more time and really challenge our thinking, then I do think we're bad people. I do think that we're bad because we're, cre- we're actually creating harm. Right.
0: Wow. I do not have any takeaway from this, Rupert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is, this is really profound. And even after so many years of org design practice, I still feel that I don't have a right answer for it and I struggle with it. But I do feel that over the years, at least my conscience says that I'm doing good karma and not bad karma. Uh, I do more hard work because I want to do the right work, and um, I, I am okay with some kind of complexity because I don't want to do simplicity and mindlessness, right? So um, I think it's a it's a dilemma in those things that yes, the work that we do would affect and impact people's life sometimes and their work, but how much of how much of thinking and integrity we are putting behind that and have a good reason behind that is extremely important.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say I have got this wrong. Out. Like I have made mistakes and, and it's not always because I didn't do enough hard work and it wasn't always because I didn't know the theory because I did. I mean, I've written lots of books on the theory but I've still Got it wrong, and when you get it wrong, you know it in hindsight, and you know you I, I I'll be honest I beat myself up about it. I really do and so I think that there is a degree sometimes when you know you're doing something wrong, you kind of convince yourself when you're in a position of power because I've been in a position of power as well you 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 can find ways that the the forces that affect you sometimes make you make wrong decisions and 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 so you know you need to be brave and you need those convictions and you need people around you to help you as well and I think it's a really important subject. I think it's very easy in a in a podcast like this in a discussion like this to sit there and you know i mean I made, you know, I made a joke at the beginning of this saying, oh we're the good ones because we're so methodical. We're not the bad ones." But actually, you know, if I'm honest, I would probably have, at times, been the bad. No, I've also been the good ones many times, and obviously, I strive to. And and the horror stories are really, really real. I mean, really real. Um, but I I think it's it's very easy to make big mistakes here and to really impact lives, even with even if you think you're doing all the right work and intent because the force is on you and every, and everything else. I, I, I really, you know, I think I would love it if uh, we're probably talking a little bit longer than what we should on this podcast, but I, I think it's so important. I think people, you can reflect and soul search and work, you just have to work hard, but also work on your convictions and your bravery. And if it feels wrong, even the pressures on it probably is, you know, and just pause. There's no, when you, what what a carpenter say they 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 measure twice and cut once. I, I think that is totally true. Probably need to measure way more than twice. Measure, think, sleep on it before. You know, the, eventually you have to make the decision, but you know, it's it's so important.
0: Rupert, this is very profound, and I feel that it is not just applicable for org design professionals, but every leader out there, because ultimately we are facilitating leaders to make brave and clear decisions. And I think it is important for all of us who have that position of power to ensure that we are making tough decisions with clarity, conviction and a lot of like thinking behind it. So thank you for calling that out. Thank Thank you. you, Thank you to all our listeners. And if you have any thoughts around this one, please do let us know on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear your stories and what do you think about it.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Shredda.
0: Thanks. Bye.